Genesis 4, 4, and Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of the fat portions, and the Lord had respect and regard for Abel and for his offering. I know most of us are accustomed to that story where Abel and Cain came before the Lord to offer sacrifices. And Abel brought the first fruit of the sheep, which is the animal sacrifice. And Cain brought the substance of the ground and God accepted Abel's offering. I know in the past we've gone further to say one of the reasons why we believe that God was more pleased with Abel, we believe that his heart, I mean, based on the actions of Cain, you see that Abel was actually one that sought God's heart. And based on what the blood means and to subsequently see that God gave a command to the Israelites to always sacrifice the lamb for the atonement of their sins for a year. We can tell now that Abel was someone who sought after God's heart and was able to see beyond just offering anything to God. But Cain brought stuff that was from his physical labor and it was stuff from the ground. Remember, at this point, God had already placed a curse on the ground for man. So everything man did at the time from the ground was very laborious. So it wasn't pleasing to God. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't towards the aim of God, which was to redeem humanity. But what Abel offered was right at the heart of God's purpose for man. Remember, everything God does is for us. It's just for us. So here these two sacrifices are presented and God accepted Abel's offering but he rejected Cain. So let's go to the next verse. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard. So Cain was exceedingly angry and indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. Who should you be angry with, though? <laughs> he should be angry with himself. He just didn't listen to God. Right? So he was going to offer what he wanted to offer. Right? The source of that anger is what we're looking into. And as we've always done with these teachings, is about making us aware of the spirit realm and how we interact with the spirit realm. We find that most of the time, if not all the time, things already take place in the spirit realm. And what we do is just in response to that which has already taken place in the spirit realm. So in this case, we see Cain getting upset that his offering was rejected. But where was this upset targeted towards? Like Valerie said, he should have been upset with himself for not listening to the Lord or for not seeking God's heart or for not being full of himself. But then this anger, we know the source of that anger. We've heard enough to know where anger comes from but my question now is much more than targeting it to himself like valerie um so greatly put it i was like why god was the one that rejected your offering like what has your brother got to do with it mm -hmm. so next verse please 
Next verse, verse 6. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why do you look sad and depressed and dejected? See, every time I read scripture, I keep learning. I mean, Cain is talking with God. This is God. Mm. This is no longer Eden. This is after Eden. Mm. And this man that has all this anger in him, this man that offered a sacrifice that wasn't worthy, was having a conversation with God. Like God could take time and chat with Cain. Mm. And he's trying to, is it like trying to comfort Cain or trying to explain things to Cain? I'm like, does he even deserve it? Mm -mm. I want us to understand this clearly because for the fact that somebody says they hear from God or they talk with God does not mean that they are not far away from God in their decisions, in their actions. Like God just tries to get your attention, tries to win you over. Even when he clearly knows the, the choices one will make, he finds a way of just pursuing after, after mm. us. It's like that song that says, no, no mountain he won't climb up, coming after me, you know. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. of that, he, he does that pursuance with God. So mm -hmm. I just feel like that very verse debunks everything that says that as an unbeliever, you can't hear God. God can speak to an unbeliever to draw them to him. It's up to that unbeliever to listen and go to God or choose not to. So here God is telling him that if you did something right, you know, that's why he tells me that Cain actually did not honor God. He did something wrong. And most of the time you feel that because you did something wrong, then God has left you. He doesn't care about you. That is a lie right there. See, in this case, Jesus Christ hadn't even paid the price for Cain's sin. Yet God was talking to Cain. Honestly, I'm like, he would have been better off talking to Abel. <laughs> Evidently, Cain did something wrong. God rejected him. And then God still came back to him. How many of you, your kids do something wrong and then you yell at them or you, you ignore them and then later you're trying to explain to them, you know? <laughs> Just see daddy, like this is real daddy, you know? So next verse, please. Verse seven, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, Sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Amen. Wow. Amen. God was even reasoning with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you do something right, will you not be accepted? Like can't you see? Yeah. Can can you see that you were rejected because you did something wrong? It's not that I prefer your brother to you. There's evidence here. You know you did something wrong. That is why you were rejected. But I promise you, if you turn around now and do something mm -hmm. right, I am going to accept you. It's as yeah. easy as that. It's like yeah. he's not, like, he says, like, I'm not going to reward you for doing something wrong. And you knew that was wrong. But, yeah. but hey, you still, you still got a chance to turn it around. Yeah. 
So the latter part of it, after he said that, then he said, sin is crouching at your door. Mm. Mm -hmm. What door? What is that door? I want like quick answers. Whatever pops in your brain, you already had the scriptures yesterday. I gave you only a few of them. So let's just go, go with it. Let revelation flow. What is that door that sin is crouching at? Is it his heart? Perfect. Thank you. Beautiful answer, Fiona. Where is your heart? So I want you to see that sin crouches at our door, the door of our hearts, sin is crouching there. So what are we calling sin? In this case, I will just say the demonic force of darkness, Satan himself, and everything that is about Satan. See, he had already opened the door to anger. Something was already in there that was brewing up, and the Lord saw this thing brewing up. But I just see it like some slimy, dark substance just coming at your door and trying to seep in. And all it needs is just for you to give it room to open the door. And then it will come in and have its way. So God was able to see this dark force of evil crouching at Cain's heart. And then he's telling Cain that Cain... You must master it. I just want you to say, whatever sin that's coming at your door, whatever you're tempted to do, whoever hurt you, and I want to make it very clear that Abel didn't even hurt Cain. God didn't even hurt Cain. So where was this anger coming from? And yet God was trying to explain things to him. So we put that on the side. Whatever it is, sometimes I remember something somebody did a long time ago that I thought I forgot. And then if I don't master it, it just keeps brewing and I'll sit there and just be upset. Mm -hmm. And I'll be thinking of all the replies I should have given that person. <laughs> like I'm thinking of something five years ago and I'm like, ah, I should have said this, I should have said that. That is how sin crouches at your door. Yeah. Nobody is in the room with you. Nobody is seeing what is going on. It's in the unseen. The spirit realm is aware because the dark spirit realm is the one crouching at your door. But then God is also seeing what is going on and he's giving you caution. He's letting you know that in the spirit realm, this is what is going on. But none of these kingdoms... This thing crouching at your door cannot open the door. It can crouch at your door, but it cannot open the door. <laughs> so what I was trying to say is that whatever it is that is bringing that anger or that desire to revenge or that pain or it's trying to make you hate someone or all of that, I want you to begin to open your mouth and say, I am master. Mm. I am master. Because if you don't master it, I know it's the craziest thought. I'm like, how do you master sin? Mm. How do you master sin? God is not asking you to master, oh, master love. 
-hmm. Master sin. God is not asking you to go get some slaves from another place and be Lord over them. He is telling you to master sin. God is not telling you to grab your workers and treat them like slaves and then you are master over them. He's asking you to master sin. Mm. If we don't master sin, then it will have dominion over us. Mm. Mm -hmm. See, when God created Adam and Eve, and he said, go, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it. I want you to take note. There were no humans then. Mm. So what were they having dominion over? Mm. What were they mastering? Because when you're a master of something, you have dominion over it. You have authority over it. You have power over it. So when that command was given, it was to have dominion over the forces of darkness. To have dominion over the earth. The animals, the birds, all of that were things that we were supposed to have dominion over. And in Cain's specific case, he gave an instruction to Cain which applies to us today that we must be master over sin. Mm. It is not a pursuit to master humans. It's a pursuit mm. to master something that you do not see, but it comes mm. crouching at the door of your heart. Mm. It's crouching right there. You don't need to go out and find it. It is with you. Mm. It is with you. Mm. Is it with you? It's always there. It's like it's always waiting. Always at your door. Always. Always at your door. In the spirit realm, it is very visible. Mm -hmm. That is why I gave you an example of I'm just sitting on my own and I'm remembering something five years ago. Because you can't find something today or yesterday, so it has mm -hmm. to go dig it up from somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's always gonna dig it up from somewhere. It's like, it's just waiting for your mind to wander. It's like, okay, what's she gonna think about? That? Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that. Remember she should have she should have had a, a, a better response when that person cut her off or when that person did whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's why I'm being very specific with this because some of us will sit there and be like, Ooh, Nadia, five years ago and you've not forgiven, you've not forgotten, what, Nadia? And you call yourself a woman of God. Oh, that is so terrible. That is... All of us, sin is crouching at our doors. It's just waiting. It's, it's just, just waiting. waiting. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's just waiting. You will be surprised. Yeah. It's just that we don't pay attention. Yes. It's just when we dwell on it, when you open that door, like the way you said, sitting on it, thinking about it, then you, op you open the door to so many others. <laughs> yeah, it's like the fiery darts of the enemy. He's always sending thoughts, trying to make you dwell on things that made you angry or things. He'll bring up the past when people hurt you or to make you sin, try to make you sin. And that's why it's so important that we take every thought captive to Christ whenever we're angry or emotional or anything. Like I, the first thing I have to do is I have to lay out all my emotions to the Lord, you know, because mm. otherwise I don't, I won't have self-control in that moment. Anger, mm. upset, you know, or, you know, 
Yeah, that's a very great contribution. When it comes crouching at your door, it wants to master you. So it's either you master it or it will master you. Every time you go to a place and you feel that everybody is looking at you a certain type of way, or you're feeling rejection everywhere you go, it's always, oh, people are doing this, people are jealous of me, people are this of me. It has mastered you. It has taken over, it has taken you, so all you recognize is it. So you think you're speaking about yourself, but what you're speaking about is that dark, evil force that crouched on your door. You opened that door, it came in and took over. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit. Thank you.